I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and the future of work. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. One of the latest trends to hit the workplace in this work from home and hybrid era is called stealth working. Stealth working refers to the practice of employees misleading their employers about their physical work location while still fulfilling their responsibilities. Essentially, it's about working remotely without explicit authorization to be in that exact location often giving the impression of working from home while operating from various corners of the world. Now, to be entirely fair, stealth working does not have to be when someone's in a far-flung corner of the globe. It could even be when an employee works from a coffee shop, a friend's house, or a relative's house, say, while caring for an aging parent. Essentially, anywhere other than their designated workplace without the knowledge or permission of their employer. In an era defined by technological advancements and shifting workplace dynamics, the concept of stealth working is a controversial phenomenon. Today, we're going to dive into it to get a better understanding of why people do it and to help you make an informed decision should you be thinking about stealth working yourself. Now, before we jump right in, however, let me give you a couple of examples. Let's first look at someone of my demographic. Let's call her Christine. She lives in the Midwestern part of the United States. She's married with children in school, a dog, and all the material trappings that come with that. A house, a mortgage, plants that need to be watered, and so on. Now, Christine is probably not going to sneak off to Portugal for six weeks and rent a villa in Lagos on the southern coast of the country. But Christine just might work from her aging parents' home for a week after one of her parents has a medical event and needs a little extra care or oversight. Or she might work from a coffee shop or her best friend's house to get away from her domestic distractions, just for an hour or two. Or maybe her family rents a lake house for a week and she doesn't want to cash her vacation days in because she's saving them for spring break. Those are all examples of stealth working. Now, let's look at Christopher. He's a 27-year-old management consultant who just signed on with a global firm in a permanently remote position. He was living in Atlanta at the time he accepted the job offer. Not long after that, some college friends invited him to come and live with them in a house that they were renting in Las Vegas. He's got no mortgage, no spouse or partner, no kids, no dog, not even any plants to take care of. He could easily move to Vegas just as soon as his apartment lease was up if he didn't want to break the lease. He could probably also make that villa in Lagos work pretty well, too, if, say, his friends were offering a spare bedroom there instead of in Vegas. A much different example of stealth working. But in either case, what makes it stealth working? 
Well, it's only considered stealth working if the person does so without informing or seeking permission from their employer. Now, as you can see from these two examples, there are several reasons why an employee might choose to stealth work. Some people do it to save money on rent or transportation costs. Others do it to have more flexibility and freedom in their work schedule, including helping out with extended family or living abroad. And still others do it to escape a stressful work environment, even if that environment is their home. Now, in some cases, it doesn't matter that much. And in some cases, it matters tremendously. Let's first look at a situation that doesn't matter much. Case in point, my business. I've got a couple of employees who work for me in permanently remote roles. If they happen to be working at a friend's house or a coffee shop or a co-working facility, I could frankly care less, and I don't need to know about it. If they're going to attempt to do their work while in a vacation destination with extended family, well, then I'd like to know about it. That way, if there's any disruption in their deliverables, I know that they're juggling family and work and maybe even internet bandwidth issues, and I can be more understanding and more accommodating. Likewise, if they wanted to take off on a trek and work from Malaysia for a few weeks, I'd want to know about that too. Now, in other situations, it may matter a great deal and may have tremendous ramifications. If you're employed by a large, more traditional employer, there are a lot of other considerations to take into account. Security concerns, including not only cybersecurity, but other security concerns as well insurance, legal issues, and the list goes on and on. We'll get to those concerns in just a minute. But you may be wondering, if you're not familiar with the term stealth working, how do people pull it off? Well, if they're on camera, they're never in front of a window that will give away their location. There's always a generic wall or room setting behind them, or maybe a virtual background. They refrain from mentioning much of anything about what they do in their free time to avoid blowing their cover. So if they're surfing or hanging out at the beach or exploring caves, they're not going to mention it. They also keep their work laptop on the time zone that they're supposed to be working from to avoid having to do time zone conversions for meetings or having their email time and date stamp in a different time zone. That would be suspicious. And they may have to time shift their entire life, especially if they're multiple time zones away from where their employer thinks they are. So while their local friends that they've maybe made in Portugal are going to dinner and then out to the clubs and plan on meeting up at 8 o'clock p.m. local time, that's still only 2 p.m. in Dallas, where you might supposedly be working from, and you've got a few more hours of work to put in, so you can't join them. Stealth workers will already be using a VPN, that is a virtual private network, to log into their work site, which is what they would do when they're working from home anyway. But that's still traceable. Various websites like IndieTraveler.com offer a variety of hacks to mask your location further than what your VPN will do on its own. They vary in terms of the software and hardware that's required, and because I'm not necessarily endorsing stealth working, I won't go into them here. But suffice it to say, there are ways of masking where you are so that they won't be able to find you without some serious sleuthing. So that's a general primer on how somebody might go about doing it. 
But let's get to the important considerations that you need to think through from both the employee side and the employer side. First, the employee side. There are a number of factors that would lead to someone to want to work from anywhere, many of which I already mentioned at the top of the show. Let's just lump them all together under the heading of flexibility, whether that's to care for an aging parent or to explore Southeast Asia. So number one, flexibility. Number two, combining work with travel that you were going to do anyway. Let's say you're taking a week's vacation to London from the United States. You might want to stay on an additional week after the vacation and explore some more in your off hours while you're working your U.S.-based job on your U.S.-based schedule. You stay on for another week and explore more of London, and you really get to extend your time in your vacation destination while not missing another week of work. Number three, being a true digital nomad. That's a person who doesn't have a home base at all and lives in various parts of the world, presumably while holding down a job, whether that's with a traditional employer or in the gig economy. If you are in the gig economy, however, you can be a true digital nomad without being a stealth worker because the stealth worker implies that you have a parent organization, an employer whom you're not telling. Uh, Number four, cost savings. A stealth worker is much more likely to choose a geographic location that will make their corporate salary go further. Either moving to countries where the cost of living is lower than their United States-based home city, or moving to a more rural area within the United States, a market that has a lower cost of living. In either case, there may be significant cost savings in what it costs in accommodations, food, entertainment, and the like. Number five, creativity. For some, especially those who have an itch to travel, being a stealth worker may put them in a more creative mindset. By working from various locations, individuals can experience different cultures, different lifestyles, and different perspectives, which can contribute to innovative thinking, creativity, and problem solving. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. So those are some of the reasons that people do it. The upside, if you will. Now, let's look at the downside. First of all, many people don't think about this isolation and loneliness. Now you might be missing people from your personal and professional circles who are back home and the people in your current location are likely living on local time. Whereas you are time shifting Monday through Friday and missing out on social gatherings and connections. And that can lead to an awful lot of isolation and loneliness, especially that you maybe didn't expect. Number two, 
Communication challenges. Effective communication is vital for the success of any organization. Stealth working can complicate your communication as an employee who's stealth working might be operating in different time zones, using various different communication technology tools to mask their location and so forth. This can lead to misunderstandings, delays, and information gaps. Number three, a lack of deep relationships and trust with your coworkers and your boss. If you're constantly hiding where you are and what you're doing outside of work, it can be difficult to stay connected with your team and your colleagues and create deeper, more meaningful and trusting relationships with your coworkers. For many of us, our coworkers become our work friends and our work friends become our real friends. Now that's far less likely to happen if you're stealth working. Number four, tech support. If your laptop has issues, or even worse, needs its mandatory three-year update and you need to return it to the office and pick up a new one next Monday, and you're in Timbuktu, (laughs) you're rather stuck. And number five, legal issues. Many countries have labor laws, tax regulations, visa requirements, and even cultural issues related to work that need to be navigated carefully to avoid legal repercussions and misunderstandings, even if your U.S.-based company is paying your salary. If they don't know where you are, both you and they, your employer, could inadvertently be violating any number of international regulations. Number six, insurance. Should you become ill, get injured, or need some other medical attention, your employer's healthcare coverage might not be accepted where you're located. You might need to purchase additional insurance prior to moving to your stealth location, which could be costly. Number seven, and the biggest downside of all, you could get caught. One person, we'll call him Tim, who was working remotely from Mexico without his employer's permission one day received a call from his manager. The minute Tim picked up the phone and said hello, his manager straight up asked him, where are you? And asked him in a tone that Tim knew there was no getting around this. He was pretty much busted. So he admitted to being in Mexico. He was immediately fired and was required to turn in his work-issued laptop and any other company property within 24 hours. Yikes. So that's the upside and the downside from the employee's perspective as it relates to stealth working. Now, let's take this from the employer side for a moment and look at a few other considerations that might not be as important to the stealth working employee, but are of huge consequences to the employer. Number one, and this is the biggest deal, the biggest issue is legal. As I already mentioned, labor laws, visas, tax regulations, and so forth may have legal repercussions for the company. And really, there is so much to consider here. First of all, immigration laws. You need to make sure that the employee has the right to work in a foreign country. And this may require obtaining a work visa or a work permit in that country. Tax laws. You need to make sure that you're complying with the tax laws of both the foreign country of having one of your employees working in a foreign country and your home country having one of your employees working in a foreign country. This may require different withholding taxes from your employee's salary and filing tax returns in both countries, both for the employer and the employee. And then, of course, there are employment laws. You need to make sure that you are 
complying with the local employment laws of the foreign country. And this may include things like minimum wage laws, overtime laws, and discrimination policies. Then, of course, there's data privacy. You need to make sure that you're complying with the data privacy laws of the foreign country. And this may include things like how you collect and store data, how you use personal data about the employee, or the things that are on the employee's laptop. And then, of course, intellectual property laws. You need to make sure that you're protecting your intellectual property in the foreign country. And this may include things like registering your trademarks and copyrights in that foreign country. Now, I'm sure that I am missing more than a few here, but as you can see, it gets very complex very quickly. And the other thing I really want to double down on here are security concerns. When employees work remotely, especially in locations with unsecured networks, data breaches and security threats become more likely. Companies and organizations need to ensure that their employees are following strict security protocols to safeguard sensitive information for their employer's behalf, not just because of security risks or local cybersecurity laws. And that means not using a series of hardware and software hacks that many stealth workers use. So company data and client data and even your own personal data may be at risk. <sighs> so there you have it, my friends, stealth working. So here's my take. If you're considering it and it's going to be somewhat short-term and confined to your home base country, then tell your employer that you're going to do it. For example, one person I know was working a permanent remote job and wanted to go live with some friends in another part of the country for the summer. While he could probably have pulled it off as a stealth worker, he instead did a combination of telling and asking his manager about what he was up to. It sounded something like this. Hey, since my position is fully remote and I wasn't hired based on location, I'm pretty sure it would be okay if I go live in San Diego for the summer with some friends. I know that's two hours difference from where I currently live here in Dallas, but I'll be completely responsible for the earlier mornings and I won't expect anyone to change meeting times or work plans on my account. I'll take full responsibility for any inconvenience that it might cause and I'll make sure that any inconvenience is really all mine and not someone else's. And as you might expect, his manager did not object. And he managed to take all of his meetings, typically starting at 6 a.m. in his local time, which was 8 a.m. in Dallas. And he was done work by three o'clock local time most days in California. And then he was able to go golfing or go off to the beach and hang out with those friends that he moved in with for the summer. So it worked out, but it wasn't stealth working because he came clean before making the move. Now, likewise, if it's a relatively small ask and for a short period of time, like helping a family member recover from surgery or another medical event, and it's just that they need another adult in the house, not like you're going to be giving someone 24-hour care around the clock, well, then it's likely to be approved if you're already in a work-from-home or fully remote role. Getting explicit permission will build trust and create a stronger working relationship between you and your boss. Now, if it's going to be longer term or in another country or a series of countries, I would suggest that you look for examples of somebody already doing that, either in your company or in a similar sized competitor company. 
before you jump into the stealth end of the pool. If there's already precedent for doing it, it should be a bit of a no-brainer. And if there isn't precedent for doing it and competing companies are doing it, well, in this tight labor market that you've heard me talk about, it might then be to your employer's advantage to find a way to make it work for you. So if you can find proof of it working effectively and transparently, not stealth, then you have a much better shot at getting approval yourself and having it be on the up and up, even if it means some extra cost to you, like buying your own health insurance or some inconvenience like time zone shifting in order to make the meetings work. Now, if you can't find the proof that you need, or there's a track record of denial of such requests, and you choose to take matters into your own stealth hands, just be fully prepared to take on the risks that we've discussed here today. (laughs) The biggest one, getting fired. Okay, my friends, now you know what stealth working is, you know the upside and the downside and the additional concerns that your employer might have from a legal tax and cybersecurity standpoint. (laughs) Go out there and make good decisions, my friends. If you enjoyed this content and you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and knock that little bell so that you get notified every time there's a new episode out. I'm also starting to make some other videos there too. So even if you're listening on a podcast player, you're going to want to head over to youtube.com forward slash Janelle Anderson PhD and subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Wherever you are listening or watching, please leave me a review. It helps other listeners just like you find me. And that, my friends, makes me feel good. Until next time, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.